Welcome to the Success by Design podcast, where we teach professional women to achieve success on their own terms. In a world that often tells us we're not enough and that success requires sacrificing our well-being, we're here to challenge that narrative. Our podcast teaches you how to close your confidence gap, avoid burnout and overwhelm, and navigate demanding careers without sacrificing your personal life. We provide actionable strategies and insights to help you boost your peace, your potential, and your paycheck. Subscribe and review our podcast today, and let's start designing the life you deserve. Hello, family. Welcome to the Success by Design podcast. We have another great episode today, and we have a special guest here. We're joined today by Javon Wooden. He is a business coach and a strategy consultant, and he is your ally in helping you go toward success. Welcome, Javon. We're happy to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me, Haley and Gregisha. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself, like how you became a coach, a little bit about your background. I know you're an author too, so tell us about your book, just all the amazing things and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I started in the military. I was in the military for 12 years, the army to be exact. And I actually started my coaching business during my last deployment to Afghanistan. I had realized that one, my body wasn't really looking forward to more deployments. And that was my third one at the time. And then two, I realized that, you know, IT, which is what I was doing, wasn't my purpose. I felt like it's great, you know, protecting assets and all that other stuff, protecting data and secrets and all this cool stuff. But it wasn't serving. And that's what I was designed to do. And I found that out because during that deployment, I didn't really have soldiers underneath me. And that's the part I realized that I enjoyed. So I searched and I found coaching. So I found the ICF, which is the International Coaching Federation. And I found some training that was accredited by them. And I went through, went full force. Um, and I realized the power of that during that time. But when I came home about six to eight months later, I just realized like I fell into a deep depression and I was struggling with PTSD at the time. So I had to get my own coach. And that really showed me the power. Once I got through that all, I had a coach and a therapist. So it really just reinforced my belief that coaching was my path and my purpose. So now I leverage everything that I learned along the way within my life and my professional experiences. And I apply that to my coaching and consulting through Brightmind. I like what you said when you said you listen to your body and that resonated with me. And also you said you're recognizing the PTSD, the depression, all those things that were coming up for you. How important is it as a coach and as a business owner to tap into that and to recognize that when we notice that for ourselves? Yeah, it's very important. And you mentioned the book and I talk a lot about that in Own Your Kingdom, which is the book's title. I talk about how you have to slow down, right? Sometimes to just take that step back to do that introspection. And that's the hardest work we can do. A lot of times, you know, many of us, instead of like slowing down when we're depressed and stuff, we end up doing the opposite. We just keep ourselves super busy so we don't have the time to think. And I recommend that we actually do that slowing down and just take some time. Even if it's in the mornings or, you know, once a day, I like to take at least 30 minutes to myself so I can just process what's happening so I can really pay attention. And I learned that because I used to be one of those people to go, 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 go. So I think it's key, especially as high achievers. We have to do that. Yes. You spoke to me when you said high achievers, because Greg Iska and I are both <laughs> in that category. We always yes. talk about that so much about how we go, 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 go. We feel that for me, I have, when I'm productive, when I'm only going. And so I had to change my mindset around that and to say, Haley, you have to slow down and you can't go on unless you slow down. And so I had to do mindset work around that. 
how would you say having the proper mindset helps you to slow down and be able to show up as your authentic self? The proper mindset, I mean, that is key in so many ways because often I mentioned the high achiever and you and Gurdishka are those. Sometimes we don't even realize our success anyway. So if you're not in the proper mindset, the reason why we're going is because we're aligning busy with being purposeful and it's not the same thing. So what I recommend is people actually one, prioritize. Like, you know, instead of just creating that to-do list to make us feel good, see if it really aligns with the person you want to be and where you want to be. Because a lot of times we're just doing that because it's uh, them endorphins. It makes us feel great. Like we're accomplishing something and it's really just busy work. So we have to kind of break those out. We have to say, one, is this a revenue generating activity? And by revenue is not just money. It's also time. And it's also refilling yourself. So revenue generating activity is the first thing I want you to prioritize. The second thing, we have what we call those pebble tasks, those things that need to get done, but maybe not necessarily by you or maybe not right now. So those things we want to put in another bucket and we can do those after we get those revenue generating activities done. Then you have those sand tasks. Those are those to-do list things that make you feel great, like emptying your inbox, you know, which is probably mostly spam anyway, right? Those things are like, eh, it's just a time filler, right? It's just busy work. So those maybe you can offset, delegate to someone else or maybe get to it when you get to it, right? So that's one of the things that has helped me. One of the tools that has helped me is prioritization. And then also getting into that mindset. When we talk about that, it's really, you know, talking to yourself, bigging yourself up sometimes, being your own best friend. Like, man, celebrate the small wins. It's so hard to do and it's easy to say, but I have learned that that is one of the things that keeps me going. And also giving yourself time to rest saying, and that's okay when you don't get something done. So those are some of the key tools that I've learned when it comes to staying in that proper mindset, which for me is the growth mindset. I love the cues that you've given to operate from that growth mindset. And I know that in your book, you speak about that in own your kingdom. There's another aspect in your book that you speak about is becoming a better leader. And you use empathy. Empathy is a very hard thing for some people to even grasp or mm-hmm. even understand, let alone apply it. So how can we become a better leader through empathy? Empathy is one of those things that we have to really understand what that is. And that's being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and say, like instead of getting upset, for instance, that something wasn't done, maybe finding out, okay, what's going on? This person is usually a, a high performer. Maybe something's happening in their personal life that's impacting them, right? Those are the types of things that empathetic people do. And I actually use empathy to stand for something, right? For me, it means serving with that empathy, being able to put myself in their shoes while being mindful, being aware of what's going on in the external forces that may play a factor and how I'm feeling and the other person may feel. And then this prosperity, ensuring that my people and my clients prosper and ensure that I'm coming from a place of prosperity, right? When I talk about prosperity, we can't look at and expect great things to happen. We have to aspire for those things to happen. And that's the only way you come with a prosperous perspective on things, realizing that we are doing things that we haven't once done before. So we have to give ourselves grace when they don't go the way we want them to go. Right. And then receiving success in abundance. 
Abundance is our birthright. We hear it all the time. That's the A in empathy. So abundance is something that we have to define for ourselves, right? Maybe abundance isn't a monetary thing. Maybe it's an abundance of time with our family and our friends. Maybe it's abundance of experiences. So you have to define what that abundance means and make sure that what you're doing in your life aligns with that abundant lifestyle. Then you got thriving. So thriving for me is personally and professionally. You know, when I'm talking about empathy, I want to make sure that I'm helping whoever I'm partnering with or working with thrive personally and professionally. So if I'm not doing that, then we got some things to work on, right? And these are some things when I'm talking about this, we have to have metrics. We have to have a way to, to check them, by the way. And then happiness. We all want happiness. That's another thing you have to define for yourself. Happiness looks different, but it looks good on all of us. And then we have yield, yielding results, right? And results, again, we should be setting that up before we even get on the journey. What is a result? What does success look like for us? And that's really how I know that I'm serving in empathy as a leader. I love that. Thank you so much. I like the way you broke everything down. I love the part of happiness and how you link everything to empathy. I want to come back to one of your letters. You spoke about abundance. For a professional woman out there, who are, as Haley mentioned, we are high achievers, of course. A lot of us have a lot of thoughtful, we're driven, we're ambitious. And yet, in rooms where decisions are made, people have oftentimes a difficult element to grasp what abundance is for them, especially in an office, right? So in a business, it's something else because you actually have to set those goals. You have to set those measures in order for you to move forward. In organization, however, your job might be, let's say, a six-figure, a five-figure, or so on and so forth and not really seeing what abundance is. Now, how do you help someone become that empathic leader with their own paycheck? That's a great question. So with your own paycheck, so that's something, again, you got to do those check-ins and be real with yourself. Like, is this good enough for me? All right. And if it's not, ask yourself, why are you still there? Why am I still here? Right. Am I just being content because I'm saying I should be happy to have this? Or am I just feeling like I don't deserve more? You got to ask those questions because that's going to give you those answers, right? No one else can provide those answers for you. You have to do the honest work and not just be making excuses. I always tell people, find your reasons to be great instead of your excuses to be mediocre. And it takes some honest work to do that. Oh my goodness. I love that. I absolutely love that as you were saying that. And it's so true. And I'm sure that's something we probably all experience with our clients when they're coming to us and maybe they're at that crossroads or maybe they're kind of stuck, right? And they're like, I don't know what to do next or should I stay or should I go? And you know, they want us to kind of help guide them. We ask the right questions, but you're right. It has to be that own self-reflection and looking into ourselves to ask that question. Should I stay or should I go? And I always say, is this serving your purpose? What is your vision of success? And is this aligned with that? If this isn't aligned with that, then what are you doing? Is it still mm -hmm. serving that purpose for you? And I know you talk about vision of success a lot. So how did you go about kind of crafting or building your own vision of success? And how do you still make sure you're aligned with it as you go forward and new things come about for you? Absolutely. So I do a lot of checking in. Like I write down my stuff. You know, there's a lot of softwares you can use, but I'm old school. I like to write in the journal. So I tend to check in like once a month at the beginning of the month and then at the end of the month. So what I like to do is I like to do an exercise of threes. So three major goals 
that all of my other three goals tie into. So for instance, if I set three goals for the year, my three goals for each month need to align to those three goals. And then my three goals for the week align to the month goals. And then my three goals for each day aligns to that week goals. So that's what I do. I do three by three by three by three. I mean, that's how I know if I'm on point or not. If I'm hitting those goals, then I'm good. And then I also check in to see if the goals even make sense anymore. So I'll go far out. I'll look at it and say, okay, maybe I don't need to take six trips this year. <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe I only want one, right? So you got to check in and be okay with shifting and pivoting things like that because life happens, life changes, so do our goals. So that's one way I stay on track. The second way I stay on track is I like to do, make sure I'm, I'm balancing time. So I do time blocking on my calendar. So I'll say, all right, am I spending enough time with my values? So I did the will of life before and I was like, okay, my values are this, 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 and this, right? So if my calendar is not aligning with those things, then something's off and I'm not going to feel that joy that I really want to feel because of that. So if you're in balance, you're wondering why I feel kind of tired. I feel kind of lethargic. I feel kind of, you know, like just something's off. It's probably because you're not doing things that align with your values. So I like to check in with that and I could tell a lot about a person by how they're spending their time. So that's one of the first questions I ask my clients, you know, how do you typically spend your time? You know? And that's outside of work typically, because in work, you have certain things you have to do, right? So that's how I look at it. I say, am I spending time with my family, my dog? You know, am I taking me time? You know, am I traveling? Am I doing the things that I love? If not, then something has to give. And it's really like when we talk about success, the biggest question is not what you're willing to give, it's what are you willing to give up? Let us sit right there for a moment, right? What are you willing <laughs> to give up? And that is, right? People say all the things that I'm willing to sacrifice and all of that. And then I think back, is it worth it? That question mm -hmm. comes back. Is it worth it what you're doing? And you hit on value. We just, we did a couple episodes about values. How important are values to you? What do you think about when you're planning, when you're making decisions? How do your values come into play to help you with that decision making? Everything I do needs to align with some values you know, at least a couple of them. And I think that that goes personally and professionally, especially if you run a business, like your values need to be first and foremost, right? People that work with you need to understand those. You know, you need to make sure that any decisions you make, whether it's a partnership, whether it's being on a podcast, if that show doesn't align with what I stand for, then I can't do it. So obviously you're not afraid to say no. I'm not afraid to say no at all. That's, I mean, <laughs> those two letters are the most powerful boundary we can set. I love it. That's something I say all the time. I had to learn it myself. I think we all probably did at some point. Now we're probably better at it than we used to be. But yes, yes. I can say no is a complete sentence. You don't have to <laughs> explain. You don't have to add all these excuses. Just go with it and go with it. So I love that. As yeah. I look at your work and your history and all the things you've done, you really show up confidently. You're showing up authentically. How do you continue to do that day after day? It goes back to the values. And, and one of the things I realized is me showing up authentically and showing up as me day in and day out is the best USP you can have. Unique selling proposition, right? Because no one can be you. No one can implement it the way you can. So I'm the type of person, like I'm super transparent. I'll tell you when I'm struggling with my depression, when I'm not feeling the best. I do all of that because, you know, what I do is not just for business. It's also to help people in their personal lives. And the best messages I receive are actually those like, man, I'm glad you shared that I'm going through something similar. Right? You helped me see that, you know, I'm not the only one. Because a lot of times when we're down, you know, we 
personalize it and we feel like I'm the only one going through this and it's just not the case. So I like to put it out there that, man, it looks like we're crushing it. We're killing it. But you, I want you to see the behind the scenes of how hard this is, how I don't always feel like I'm happy and joyful. That's just impossible. None of us do. So I want to show though the down days too, just as much as I show the updates. I like that. And that's true because I think even as we watch other people, you know, everybody's so showing their lives on social media and we always see the good. We don't see what it always took for them to get there. And you're right. Even as I became more transparent, because I wasn't always the most open person and sharing our stories and sharing where we came from and what got us to where we are now. And so by doing that, and you hear people come and share that with you. Oh, you know, I read that. I'm going through that. That really helped me. It really shows the impact that you're having in people's lives as they go forward. And I love that too. I think if we share our stories more, if we're more transparent, we're going to help so many people. People don't even know, you know, can tap into this. They can hear this. They can read your books, read the things we publish, read our posts on LinkedIn. All those things can help support people going through different things and helping them continue on that journey of showing up with confidence, of being a good leader and all those things that come into that. So I really love that. So I want to kind of end our, I know we talked about this in the past, about protecting our peace. And I kind of want to end on that. How do you go about protecting your peace and everything that you're doing? Absolutely. Again, it's boundaries, but the boundaries start with you, right? I can't be mad at someone else if they don't know what I'm thinking or how I'm feeling, right? So you got to convey that to whoever you're dealing with. And of course, you want to be tactful, right? You don't want to come off as uh, you know, a, a butthole or anything. You want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that's respectful. But you got to set those. Identify your do's and definitely do nots. Right. What am I going to do? And then make sure you're blocking out your calendar of like, this is my recharge day. I have what I call my growth day that I typically spend where I don't do anything but grow what I feel like doing. And so if you can take a day where you can do that and recharge and refocus, that's going to help you continue to prolong your time and really hit those success goals. And then also make sure you have a way and outlet to express yourself. So it could be a creative hobby. It could be writing. It could be voice notes. And then I always tell people like journaling is not just writing. I do a lot of poetry. So I do voice notes on my phone. You could do a vlog, whatever it is, find a way so you can express and then look back at it. You know, have a folder where you can look back and see your progression, see where you were that day. And then also I tell people to like have a place where you can go, where you can go there in place. So if I'm sitting at my desk, I can close my eyes and I can envision this happiness, right? I can envision the last time that I put a smile on my face, you know, because sometimes you can't just get up and, and drop everything. Sometimes you still have to go. But if you take that five minutes or those two minutes to just calm yourself and breathe, a lot of us are holding our breath constantly. Take a moment to just breathe and breathing is healing, right? What it does is it refocus and get some of that blood flow through your body. So take that time. One of my favorite breathing techniques is called square breathing, where I go exhale everything out, just letting it go. And then I hold for four seconds. Then I inhale for four seconds, hold it four seconds and let it out for seconds. And I do that as many times as I need to, because it's calming. Because what we need to realize is emotions are a physical thing, right? Anger, happiness, all that. It's a physical thing. You can feel that. So if you start feeling that, acknowledge what it is. Acknowledge, you know, if you get angry, do you 
you start tingling a little bit? Do you cry? Do you acknowledge that? And then you can see what tools will be best for you to control that. And that's how I maintain my peace because I can recognize when I'm getting out of my space. Wow. <laughs> I'm just taking all that in. And that's my takeaway from today's discussion is that taking that moment, like you said, and I think that's so valuable for people to realize that, that no matter what situation you're in, like you said, you may not always be able to get up and go or leave that situation, but taking that moment to just breathe and to help yourself get through it. And then I'm going to find my happy place. I'm thinking about that as you're saying, that set, setting those boundaries and then finding my happy place to go into to help me to come back down, to help me to continue to protect my peace. I love that. I love that. The Navy SEALs box breeding is something I use a lot and that we shared also with our clients. So thank you for sharing that. And the fact that you actually went into this army mentality, right? So the warrior mentality and using that from a vulnerability perspective. So thank you for sharing that. How can our listeners connect with you? Sure. So if you're on LinkedIn, just search me, J-E-V-O-N-W-O-O-D-E-N, and you'll see a light bulb next to my name. Or you can go to brightmindconsultinggroup.com and shoot me a message there. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So every family, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. This was very enlightening. And I love, love, love the fact that Javon took the time to share his experience, his downs, and also his ups and how he can serve you. So on this note, remember, you intentionally design your success today. Go out there and make it good. Enjoy. That's it for this episode. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time on the Success by Design podcast.